Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the show. We're going to be talking about the cars that went up at auction at the Denver Mecham auction a few weeks ago. It was two days. I got a lot of photos, a lot of videos. I'm still not done editing them, actually. <laughs> so many. I didn't see what every car went for because I was too busy getting the photos and the video to pay attention. So this is good for me because I get to go back and see what some interesting cars went for. And it's good for you guys because... You get to know what some of the cars went for at Denver if you weren't paying attention. So let's find out what some of the cars went for. There's apparently page one of nine. Let's start with Friday on the collectible cars. They had some road art, but personally I don't... They were cool, but I don't personally care for the road art as much as the cars. Seems like there's nine parts even for Friday. So we had a 1982 Buick Riviera convertible with the 307 and an automatic. And that one for 7700 And I mean, it sold. It sold for 7700 So that's pretty... Not only is that pretty impressive, it's also kind of annoying for me personally because that's almost affordable in, in maybe three years' time. Then you have the 1955 Dodge Coronet. This was an automatic. This was a Friday car, as was the Buick. And that went for 5500 And I mean, properly sold for 5500 then you have lot three, and it was a 1978 Jeep DJ5. It's an automatic as well, and that one sold for 4,400. I perhaps would have expected a little bit more for a Jeep, but it's not a CJ. I don't even know what a DJ is, so there you go. That's that's interesting. You have a 1978 Cadillac El Eldorado, El Dorado, with a 425 and an automatic that sold for 8,250 dollars. Not bad, more than the Riviera, and a lot more than that Coronet, which makes me sad as a Mopar guy, but oh well. Then you have a 1946 Mercury 69M sedan. This had a 239 flathead V8 and a 3-speed, and this one didn't actually sell. The bid went on at 7500 almost more than that Riviera. Then we have a car that actually sold. It was a 1972 Chevrolet Impala convertible with a 454 that was tuned to 270 horsepower. This one had an automatic, and it sold for 11 grand. Not bad, more than the Riviera, and more than the Coronet, and the DJ. Then you have a really interesting car, a 1950 Bullies M35 military Jeep. It's 134 cubic inches, it has a three-speed, and it sold for 22 grand. That thing sold for 22 grand. And, that, and that's ridiculous when the car right next to it a 1972 Ford Mustang convertible with a 351 and an automatic also sold for 19,800. This 1950 Willys M38 sold for more than a 72 Mustang convertible with a 351 in it. I love this is it's part of the reason why I love going to Meekin, but you just you just never know what cars are going to go for. Some of the cars you think should go for at least 20, something high, don't. They don't go for that much. They sometimes go for lower, and the cars you wouldn't expect to go for nearly anything go for a lot more. Case in point, a 1979 Lincoln Town car. This was an automatic, and it sold for only 3850 Only 3850 Less than that Coronet. Less than that DJ. And here's a car that sold for something I could actually... I mean, outside of the town car, which I could afford, but here's a car that I'd rather have that I could actually afford, and it's a 1979... Chevrolet El Camino with a three-speed, and it sold for three thousand three hundred. It sold for three thousand three hundred. What the mess? The next lot is a twenty fourteen Chevrolet Silverado pickup with a five point three liter and an automatic in it, and that one also sold for twenty three thousand one hundred dollars. 
more than the Mercedes SL500 next to it, a 2003 Mercedes-Benz SL500 convertible. It has a 5 liter and 302 horsepower. It also comes with an automatic. And this one only sold for $13,200. How on earth a Silverado pickup sells for more than a 2003 Mercedes-Benz SL500 convertible? And I don't even care if that SL is light on options. We all know it'll be more luxurious than that Silverado. What, what happened there? I'm still baffled by it. After that, we have a few cars that didn't sell, one of which is a 2002 Porsche 911 convertible with a 3.6-liter flat six, producing 320 horsepower, and it's a six-speed, meaning it's more likely than not a manual. And the bid went on at $17,000, which is pretty cheap for a 911, even of that age. Although I think that's, I think that's the, uh, the what, the red-headed stepchild 911, if I remember correctly? Another car that I can't believe didn't sell is a 1981 DeLorean DMC-12. It has a 2.8 liter engine and a five speed in it. And the bid went on for 27,000. More than that blasted 911 and it didn't sell. I suppose the owner might've thought, yeah, this thing should be going for 30 or 40. But the thing is, they're not that popular. Not that they're bad, but I mean, come on. DeLoreans look cool, but we all know that they're pretty much garbage to drive and they're not that fast. You know, they're one of the cars that look a lot faster than they actually are, so. You know, that's unfortunate for the owner, but, and for the person who was trying to buy it. Another car is a 2003 Land Rover, Ra Land Rover Range Rover HSE. That's so weird to say. With a 4.4 liter, I'm assuming a V8 with 282 horsepower. It has an automatic transmission, and it sold for $7,150. No, you did not mishear that. It sold for $7,150. I can't, there might be some Range Rovers on Craigslist that sell for that much. And I don't know if that one, if the one that sold at Beacom is, has anything wrong with it, if it's bad, but I, one of the cheapest Range Rovers I've seen from that era that is, that is actually sold. Anyway, the next car is a 1973 Mercedes-Benz 280C with a 2.7 liter, 158 horsepower engine in it, has an automatic transmission, and the bid went on at 10 grand. On one hand, it's a bit more than I was expecting for something like that, but it's also a little bit less in some regards. Another car that actually sold, although it went for less technically went for less than that Mercedes, is a 1928 Pontiac sedan. No information on the engine, transmission, whatever, but it sold for 8800 More than that El Camino! More than that Coronet! And hold on, there was one, there's one car... More than that Range Rover. More than that Range Rover. I don't know how. Another car, lot F21, so Friday 21, is a 2011 Mercedes-Benz GLK350 with a 3.5 liter, probably a V6 in it. And it sold for fourteen thousand three hundred. So more than the Range Rover, literally above it in the in the place where I'm looking. I don't know how, but that's pretty interesting. We have another. Well, this isn't actually an El Camino, but I think the El Camino might have been based on this car at one point, though I'm not sure of this vintage or not. But it's a 1964 Chevrolet Chevelle SS with a 350 engine in it with an automatic, and it sold for twenty-eight thousand and fifty dollars. I know the DeLorean didn't actually sell, but it sold, well, it would have sold if the DeLorean had sold. It would, the owner of the Chevelle would have gotten more than the owner of the DeLorean if the DeLorean actually sold their car. The Chevelle sold for more than that Mercedes! And it sold for more than the Silverado, which as a, I prefer cars to trucks, just out of preference. So seeing that, seeing that the Chevelle is higher than the Silverado does make me some kinds of happy. Uh, the next car is a 1964 Willys CJ5 with a 3-speed in it. And that sold for 7150 Literally the same as that Land Rover. Never thought I'd see that. There was a 1947 Fraser Custom with a 500 CI. 
Five, a 500 cubic inch, probably a V8 in it. It had an automatic, and it sold some ridiculously. It sold for 4,675. That is way too low. That is app. That is impossibly low for something like that. And it says it doesn't even look bad. It's got a nice gold finish and black fenders. Not terrible. The next car was a 1981 Chevrolet K5 Blazer with an automatic in it, and it sold for 7,150. I feel like the same buyer bought that, the Willys, and the and the Range Rover. There was a 2004 Ford Thunderbird, yuck, with a 3.9 liter V6 in it with an automatic, and that one didn't actually sell. The bid went on at 14k. Then there was a Bronco Mobile, the football team here, and it was a 2006 Ford Expedition XLS. It had a 5.4 liter V8 in it, and it was an automatic. And the bid went on because it didn't actually sell. For $25,000. I was half expecting it to sell, but considering it's so, it's almost state specific, I'm not surprised that it didn't. The car that it didn't sell, although I think really should have, and for more than it didn't sell for, is a 1951 Cadillac Series 62 sedan. It has a 331 cubic inch engine with an automatic, and the bid went on at 10k. Should have sold for more, in my opinion. Another car, once again a Friday lot, was a 1948 Plymouth Deluxe with an inline 6 and a 3-speed. And it sold for 4400 I just, oof, I feel bad. Just so bad. There was a 2007 Mercedes-Benz CLK350 convertible with a 3.5 liter, more likely than not, a V6. It had an automatic. And it almost sold for ten grand at $9,900. There was also a 1949 Packard Deluxe 8. And that one didn't sell. The bid went on for five grand. Then there was a 1970 Lincoln Continental Mark III with a 460 cubic inch V8 and an automatic. And that one sold for 2750 I could have bought that. that. That was almost as bad as a... There was a Chrysler New Yorker that went at the Harrisburg auction. And that one sold for something like $2,500. I think it was a 1989 Chrysler New Yorker. I'd have that over the Continental, but doggone it, I could have bought that. I could have bought the New Yorker, too. Then there was a 1968 Chevrolet Corvette convertible. It had a 327 and 300 horsepower and a four-speed, which means more likely than not a manual. And it didn't sell. The bid went on for 22 grand, which isn't bad, except when you realize it didn't sell. Next, there was a 1961 Studebaker Restomod pickup. I got photos of that. It was pretty cool. It has a 2.8 liter, maybe it's a straight six, it's probably not a V8. It has an automatic, and it sold for $21,450. Not only did it sell, and the Corvette didn't, but it almost sold for Corvette money. Just, I don't even, I don't know anymore. There was also a 1968 Chevrolet Impala SS with a 327 V8 in it, an automatic, and it sold for $16,500. Not bad, pretty respectable. Then we get onto the first Wagoneer, I think there, this, it might not have been the only Wagoneer, but it's the only Wagoneer I see right now. It was a 1966 Jeep Wagoneer, had a 327 V8 in it, and an automatic. And it didn't sell. The bid went on for 7000 There was also a 1948 Plymouth Special Deluxe Sedan. It had a 217, probably a straight six. It had three speed, which means it's maybe an automatic. So, I don't know, because they never just say manual. And I, I, it might be a manual. It might be a three speed manual. But either way, it sold for $6,050. More than some of the other cars, so that's good. Or other Mopars, I should say. There was also a 2008 BMW M6 convertible. It has 500 horsepower, and it sold for $24,200. You could get a Dart GT, a 2016 Dart GT, and get a few options on it for that money. 
and you get a 500 horsepower drop top. Now, granted, it's not the best looking BMW, it's not even the best looking M6, but it's not terrible, and you get 500 horsepower, and you get a V10 from an M5. You get a you get a V10 for 24 grand. Vipers only get that low occasionally, and they're Gen 4s. Now, obviously, you could probably make 500 horse. Or sorry, they're Gen 2s, and one, not once, but Gen 2s. Now, obviously, you can make 500 horsepower with a Gen 2 with a few mods and cheap ones, but I think that would still bump you up to at least 30 grand, especially considering you'd have to fix the Viper up. Yeah, that BMW is that that M6 is kind of a steal. Even if you got a Gen 2 Viper and souped it up. Because the thing is, when you get a Gen 2, Gen 2 Viper, RT10 Coupe, I don't care, at 24, 26, they're gonna, I think they're going to need a lot of fix. They're going to need a lot of fixes to uh, get it to a more reliable state, to put it that way. So an M6 is going to be a better bet for 500 horsepower at that price than a Gen 2 Viper. And I'm a Viper guy, don't get me wrong. I am a Viper diehard, but a Viper that's at less than 30 grand has... More, more often than not, probably has more problems than it doesn't. Thirty grand is about the cheapest. Is the cheapest I would go for a Viper, unless I was desperate, which I am. <laughs> but yeah, that that's a pretty good price. That's a pretty good price. There was also a 1993 Jaguar XJS convertible with a four-liter V. I don't, I'm going to assume it's a V12. It has an automatic, and it sold for fifteen thousand four hundred dollars. That's not that bad. It's not the cheapest thing in the world, but it's not atrocious. Or, at the very least, it's not atrociously expensive. We also have a 1985 Toyota SR5 pickup with a 2.4 liter... I want to say it's a four-cylinder, and it probably is, but I'm just going to call... I'm just going to say it's a V6. It has an automatic, and it sold for $14,300. Less than that Jag, but barely. Then, apparently, there was a 1979 Pontiac Trans Am. That doesn't have a price on it. There was a 1971 Chevrolet K20 pickup. It had a 350 CI... Sorry, cubic inch V8. An automatic, and it sold for fifteen thousand four hundred. The same as that Jag. Then you have a nineteen fifty four Pontiac Star Chief hardtop, two hundred and sixty eight cubic inch. Perhaps it's a V eight. It could be a V eight. It mo in fact, it most likely is, especially for that era. And it sold for nine thousand six hundred twenty five dollars. It almost made the ten grand. I'm impressed personally. Another car, uh, another Corvette actually, although it's a C six. There's a 2008 Chevrolet Corvette Coupe. It has an LS3 V8 and a six-speed manual in it. More likely than not, a six-speed manual. And it sold for $18,150. $18,150. Less than the M6, which makes sense. But less than that Studebaker. You see what I mean? It's just, you never know. I would have thought that that would at least go for 23 On the low, on the really low side. But no. But big no. So that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about, is... You just don't know what the cars are going to go. You know, you can have a good estimate, a good guess, but until they get up onto the auction floor and they sell or they don't, you just, they're just guesses. And there you go. That's, that's what I like a lot about going to Mecham. Another car, a 1976 Chevrolet C10 pickup with a 454 V8 and an automatic. This one didn't sell, but it went, or almost went, for nine grand. Another Pontiac, a 1954 Pontiac Chieftain sedan. The 268, more likely than not, a V8 with a 122 horsepower tune and an automatic, and it also sold, like the other Pontiac, at 8,250. Less than the other one with the same engine, although it's a different vehicle, so yeah. Well, different Pontiac, I should say. Then we had a 1962 Volkswagen Beetle convertible, and I got pictures of that one actually, and it looked pretty cool. And in this photo, it actually looks like. 
I don't want to call it a sports car, but imagine a much more upright Porsche Boxster. That's kind of what that looks like. It had a 1776cc engine, probably a flat 4 with a 4-speed in it, and it didn't sell. But it went for 15k. It didn't sell, but yeah, that... Wow. Then there was a disgrace. There was a disgrace, and that wasn't the Range Rover, because that's that can be cool. And it was a 2010, the, the, the disgrace in question, was a 2010 Volkswagen EOS convertible. It, had, it has a turbocharged 2-liter engine and an automatic, and it sold for $4,675. And I call it a disgrace, because while Volkswagen EOS is, they're quirky, and so kind of interesting, compared compare to all the other cars, including that Range Rover, at Meekum, it's also kind of boring. Then you had a 1972 Chevrolet C20 pickup with a 350, v, 350 cubic inch V8 in it, and an automatic. This one sold for $15,400. Then you have what I call sacrilege here. A 2001 Dodge Ram 3500 pickup has a V10. It has the Magnum V10 and an automatic. And I say it's sacrilege because it only sold for 11 k That is complete sacrilege. Although I bet you if it was a Cummins, like a Cummins turbo diesel, it probably would have sold for 18 maybe 20 So, uh, oof, that makes me sad. Another truck, a 1977 Ford F100 pickup, and it has an inline 6 and a 3-speed. And the bid went on for $14,000. More than that Ram! Ugh! And now we get on to what is probably the worst car here. Maybe, I don't know if that includes all of, say, Saturday or even all of Friday. But I'm calling it now. Because this is the worst looking Trans Am, or sorry, Firebird that I've seen yet. It's a 1980 Pontiac Firebird Formula. It has a 301 V8. has an automatic. And it sold. This darn thing sold for 9900 Then you have a 2006... And I can't believe this. You have a 2006 Mercedes-Benz S500. It has a 5-liter, 302-horsepower V8 in it. It has an automatic. It sold for 8250 Less than that Pontiac Firebird Formula. How? How has that happened? We're talking about an S-Class here that sells for less than a Firebird Formula. I'm dead, man. I don't... What? Then, I think this might... Then we have, maybe outside of the Viper that came on Saturday, we have what is currently the best-selling Mopar here. It was a really cool 1935 Chrysler C6 Airstream Business Coupe. It has a 241, probably a straight 6. It has a 3-speed, and it sold for $25,300. I'll tell you, this thing is exquisite. I have photos of it. It was actually kind of hard to get photos of it. I, I should have used autofocus one point. And I say that because with all the chrome, I had manual peaking on, manual focus peaking, so that did help. Uh, and I did get good photos. Don't get me wrong. I just think the one point on my camera might have, it could have done a slightly better job at focusing and getting the getting the car clearer, especially for how, how much I was running around and some of the other photos, it would have been better. $25,300. That's sweet! Next, we have a 2009 Audi A4 Quattro convertible with a turbocharged 2.0-liter and an automatic. It really only sold for $7,150. Then, we have a 1999 Mazda Miata convertible. It has 13,000 miles on it, and it didn't sell. But the bid went on at nine grand, which is impressive. Then we have another party like its 1999 car. It is a 1999 Chevrolet Camaro Z28 with a 350, 305 horsepower V8 and a 6-speed. And this went for less than that Miata, even though the Miata didn't sell, at $4,400. I know the Catfish, the, the F-body Camaro, and 
and Firebird, they're not that popular. They're not the most popular Camaro and Firebird body style, but for 4400 that's a little bit more than some of these other cars, especially in terms of what I'd want to pay, but I could afford that and get a 350 horsepower, sorry, a 305 horsepower, six-speed V8 car. Not that my mom would ever let me have it, because she'd sell it as soon as I turned up within the driveway, but still, that's, that's mighty impressive. Well, mighty impressive on it, that is way too cheap scale. Next, we have a car that sells for, that sold for exactly the same, oddly, and it's a 1985 Oldsmobile Toronado. It has a 307 V8 with 140 horsepower, and it's an automatic, and as I said, it sold for the same as that Camaro at $4,400. I'd buy that Camaro every day of the week and twice on Sunday compared to the Oldsmobile. I just, I'm telling I, I don't get it, man. I do not understand. Next, we have a 1983 Chevrolet Silverado pickup with a 305 V8 that makes 155 horsepower, and it sold. It sold for 9900 That's pretty, that's pretty good going, if you ask me. Then, there was a 1959 Chevrolet 3100 Apache pickup. There's a 235. I'd hesitate to say that it has a V8, but whatever it is, it makes 145 horsepower. And it sold for 8250 now, considering that the truck is more of a classic than that other Silverado, I honestly would have expected it to sell for more. 10, 10, 5, maybe 11, but not less than the 1983 Silverado pickup. But then again, it might be because of some of the specs, as in it doesn't have a, or at the very least it doesn't have a more powerful VA, maybe it's in the wrong color. It is a step side, so that adds to my bewilderment. Then, then there was a 1972 Chevrolet Corvette Coupe. It has a 400 cubic inch four-speed in it, and it didn't sell. The bid went on for 15k. Then, onto a car that did sell. There was a 2008 Mercedes-Benz ML320 CDI with a 3.2 liter V6 and an automatic. And that sold for $10,450. Pretty impressive if you ask me. Well, impressive. Mid-range. Not overly impressive, but certainly mid-range. Then, you had a 1928 Ford Model A Roadster. It has a 201 with 40 horsepower. It's all steel. 40 horsepower. <laughs> That's a big engine for 40 horsepower, but anyway. In fact, it's kind of surprisingly big, especially for that car, but it sold. The Model A sold for $28,600, so you can't say that it was a failure, at the very least, in this. Anyway, we need to take a short break, because this has actually gone off for a little while, and I will see you all after the aforementioned break. Are you a huge fan of Cody's Car Conundrum? You can now purchase Cody's Car Conundrum merch, which is long sleeve and short sleeve shirts on www.tidyurl.com slash merch. Now back to Cody at Cody's Car Conundrum. We are back. We have a 1968 Jeep Wagoneer with a 350 cubic inch V8 and an automatic, and it didn't sell. The darn thing didn't sell. The bid went on for $27,500. That's a lot. That's more than a Jeep Wagoneer that was two years younger than that one. Why there was such a big difference between that one and the other one, I don't know, but it seems like it has a red interior, so that might have something to do with it. There was also a 1971 GMC pickup, with a, uh, also with a 350 V8 and an automatic. That one did sell, and that one sold for 22 grand. Not bad. Then there was a 1969 Pontiac Le Mans that had a 350 V8 as well, an automatic, and that was less than the truck, at 16500 And granted, I think the Le Mans looks better. The truck is gorgeous, don't get me wrong. It's kind of got a, a nice lime green. There's nothing wrong with it. But the Le Mans seems to be a little bit more of a Restomon. For that, to me, it's a little bit more interesting. There was also a 1970 Mercury Cyclone Spoiler. It had a 429 Super Cobra Jet and a Drag Pack. That one sold for actually decent money at $30,250. 
Then there's another 3100 pickup, a 1949 Chevrolet 3100 pickup. It had a 216 cubic inch. Might have been a V8. I'm more inclined to think it was a straight six, but it had a three speed and it sold for $13,750. So pretty good. Then there was the car that I didn't know was there and really wanted. A 1966 Sunbeam Alpine with a four speed. It sold. The darn Alpine sold, so I was impressed, and it sold for $13,750. So I was... That's more than I can afford, unfortunately. Then there was also a 1941 Chevrolet Special Deluxe with a 216 cubic inch engine. That one also sold for $6,600. There's also a 1966 Ford Mustang 302, probably a V8, with a 4-speed. That one didn't sell. That one only went for $22,500. There's also a... or there was also a 1936 Ford Convertible. That one... oh, that one doesn't have a price on it, darn. A Nova was there, a 1968 Chevrolet Nova with a 350V8 and a 4-speed. That one sold for nearly 30 grand. It nearly sold for 30 grand to the tune of 20, $28,600. So pretty good. A 1969 Chevrolet Chevelle was also seen. It had an automatic. Although this thing doesn't say what kind of engine it had, but it sold for 24200 Something must have been wrong with it to sell for less than that Nova. I don't know what, and I don't know how. There was also a 1973 Ford Mustang Convertible with a 302 that only made 140 horsepower. That makes me sad. It had an automatic, and it sold for not very much, actually. It sold for very little, 12100 It makes me especially sad when a 2005 Subaru Baja with a 2.5-liter Boxer 4 with an automatic sold for 7150 And, I mean, yeah, that's a bit of a difference with, compared to the Mustang, but... Personally, the Mustang is too close to that Baja for my liking. Corvette fans will like this. There was a 1998 Chevrolet Corvette Pace Car Edition. Bloomington Gold Certified Top Flight. That one sold for $26,950. Way less than I think it should have done. I mean, it was a loud paint job, but at least thirty grand minimum. We, all we have another Corvette. It's a 2010 Chevrolet Corvette Grand Sport Convertible. It's an LS3 with an automatic. And it sold. It sold for $29,700. Almost a full 30 grand, but not bad going. Not bad going at all. Next, we have a 1974 Pontiac Trans Am Super Duty with a 455 and 290 horsepower with an auto. This one sold surprisingly well. This one sold for $49,500. That, that's a surprising, surprisingly high number. Then we also have a 1999 Ford Mustang SVT Cobra Convertible. Has a 4.6 liter V8. It's one of 608 in this color combination. It's red with a tan interior. None of that helped it sell above 20 grand though. It only sold for 12,650. Next we have a 1955 Chevrolet Bel Air Restomod. It's a 305 V8 with an automatic. This one didn't sell. The bid went on at 32,500. Still a lot more than that Mustang before it. Not the 40,000 that you might expect. After that, we had a 1967 Chevrolet Caprice with a 327 V8 and an automatic transmission. This one didn't sell. The bid went on, went on at $20,000. After that, a 1968 Chevrolet K10 pickup. Once again, a 350 V8, but a 3-speed this time, and this one did actually sell. Although kind of low on the vintage truck side, although the truck after this, A, didn't sell, and B, went for even lower. But this specific truck that we're talking about went for $23,100. Then we had a 2007 Mercedes-Benz SL550 convertible. It had a 5.5 liter, I'm assuming a V8, and an automatic. This one sold for $27,500. Shortly after, we had a 1967 Chevrolet Corvette convertible with a 327 V8 making 365 horsepower and a 4-speed. That one didn't sell, but it did go. It did get up to a, an impressively high number of $42,000. 
Right after that, we had a 1968 Chevrolet C10 pickup with an automatic that didn't sell for $14,000. Then, a 1964 Ford Country Sedan Wagon it had a 289 V8 with a 3-speed. Unfortunately, this one also didn't sell, and for a surprisingly no low number of 8500 After the Ford Country Sedan Wagon, we had a 1955 Ford F100 pickup. It has a 350, I'm assuming, V8. I just got tagged on Forza. <laughs> and, like I said, it had an automatic, and the bid went on because it didn't sell for 13500 which is sad. After that, we had a 1975 Toyota FJ40 Land Cruiser. It had a four-speed, and it sold for very low money when we're talking about Land Cruisers. It sold for 15950 Not bad, but once again, very, very low when we talk about FJ Cruiser. Well, FJ Land Cruisers? If that's different, then no. An FJ Land Cruiser, then yeah, I suppose that that would be. But if it's, if it's an FJ Cruiser, and the title's just a little weird, then once again, that's pretty low. After, we had a 1928 Ford Model A Coupe with a 350 V8 and an automatic. This one sold for almost 30 grand. It sold for 27,500. Straight after, we had another Ford. It was a 1933 Ford flatbed. It had a flat head V8 and a four-speed. I'm surprised at how low this went. This one, it did sell though. It did sell, so that's good. But it only sold for 13,200. Bit of a shame. We have a Chevrolet truck after the Ford truck. It's a 1953 Chevrolet 3105 window pickup. It has a 350 V8 and a four-speed. The bid went on though; it didn't sell, but it did get up to higher bids than the Ford than the Ford before it at $29,000. After we had a 1934 Ford pickup with a 350, man, so many 350s, and I'm assuming a V8. But once again, a 350 V8 and a steel body. It sold for $26,400. Then we get a Mercedes, a 1999 Mercedes-Benz CLK320 convertible with a 3.2 liter V6 and an auto. This is the lowest car we've had for a while now. It only sold for $6,050. Thankfully, we get back up to high prices right after the Mercedes with the 1961 Chevrolet Corvette convertible with a 350, 300 horsepower V8 and a 4-speed. It sold for $48,500. It's a C1, but it's a late model C1, so that means it has the quad headlights. Lot F105 is a 1976 Buick Estate Wagon with a 455 V8 and an auto. This one sold for, just, it's, it's as cheap as chips, really, $7,700. Lot F108 is a 1985 Chevrolet Camaro IROC Z with a 305 V8 and an auto. That one didn't sell for as much. That one didn't sell for as much, and it didn't sell at all, actually. The bid went on for nine grand. Another Chevrolet didn't sell right after. It was a 1955 Chevrolet 210 with a 5.3 liter V8 and an auto, although it did get up to significantly higher numbers with $26,000 that it didn't sell at. Next, we have a 1972 Chevrolet C10 pickup with a 350 V8 and an auto that sold for $24,200. And after, we have a much lower priced, or, or a much lower, a car that sold for a lot less in the guise of a 1965 Cadillac Coupe de Ville with a 429 V8 and an auto, it sold for 16500 That makes me supremely sad, and the reason why it makes me supremely sad is because the lot right after, lot F110.1, is a 2012 Jaguar XJL with a 5-liter V8 and an automatic. That sold for 18700 more than a classic Coupe de Ville. It might, I mean, to be fair, it might not have been all that great, but still, that makes me very sad. After, we had a 1934 Model A 5-window coupe street rod. It's a steel body custom build that sold for pretty good money at $33,550. And speaking of 50s, we have a 2006 Ford F-150. It's an auto. This is like a Craigslist ad on Meekum. 
in terms of how vanilla it is, and it sold for surprisingly good money, almost ten grand. It sold for eight thousand two hundred and fifty. After we had a nineteen sixty nine Pontiac GTO with a four hundred cubic inch V eight. It's an automatic, and it sold for twenty seven thousand five hundred. Pretty good, actually. I would have expected thirty grand, a little bit higher, but that's not bad. After we had a really cool car. A 1969 AMC AMX with a 290 cubic inch V8 and a 4-speed. Although I'm disappointed in how little it sold for. It only sold for 20900 I get that it's an AMC, but it's an AMX. Twenty-five thirty should have been the minimum. After that, we have a, in my opinion, significantly less cool 1934 Chevrolet Coupe Street Rod. It has a 350 V8 and an automatic. It was sold. They managed to sell it and they sold it for 33000 more than the AMX. Then there's a 1974 Chevrolet C10 pickup with a 310, 350 V8 and an auto. I'm getting sick of reading 350. But the bid went on. The bid went on for 20000 Straight after, we have another car that didn't sell. It was a 1961 Chevrolet Corvette convertible with a 283 V8 and 245 horsepower with a 4-speed. It got, it got to a significantly high bid. 60000 but it didn't sell. So that makes me sad. Then there was a 1976 AMC Pacer with a 250, 258 V8, I suppose, and an automatic. That one sold for 9,900. A Pacer almost sold for 10 grand. Amazing. After there was a, there was a 1964 Chevrolet Malibu Resto Mod with a 383 V8 and an automatic. It sold for 17,600, and I think that's low. Another car that's low is the one that came right after, which was a 1972 Chevrolet Nova with a 350 V8 and a 4-speed, which sold for 19800 That should have been a twenty-five grand car easily. After we have a car that I'm not surprised that didn't sell, it was a 2004 Chevrolet SSR with a 5.3-liter V8 and an automatic that got up to 14000 and then didn't sell. A car that did sell, once again, is a car that came after, a 1968 Chevrolet Chevelle SS with a 396 cubic inch V8 and an automatic that sold for a pretty healthy 40700 car that sold as well is another GM car. Didn't sell for as much, but still sold pretty well. It was a 1970 Oldsmobile Cutlass SW30. A 350 cubic inch V8 can be found in it, as well as an automatic. And all of that combined allowed it to sell for $29,700. Next, we have a 1973 Chevrolet Corvette Coupe. It has a 454 V8 and a 4-speed, and it did actually sell for less than the Oldsmobile, though, at 27500 Then we had a 1963 Ford Falcon Convertible with a 260... maybe a V8? I wouldn't expect this year a Falcon to have a V8 like that, especially considering it has 200 horsepower and is a 4-speed. But it did sell for nearly the for nearly Corvette money at 26400 And a 1951 Ford F1 pickup after that did even better. It has a 351 cubic inch V8 and an automatic, and sold for $39,050. It beat a Mustang right after that. It's a 1965 Ford Mustang with a 260 cubic inch V8, probably, with an automatic, and that only sold for $16,500. I'm baffled. Comple just completely baffled. Then we have the first of many Quattroportes. Lot F129 is a 2005 Maserati Quattroporte. With a 4.2 liter V8 that makes 394 horsepower and an automatic. It sold for 16500 Ridiculously cheap, to put it another way. Then lot F130 is a 1964 Pontiac Bonneville with a 389 cubic inch V8 with an automatic transmission. And it sold for $22,000. Right after that was a 2010 Ford F350 with a 6.4 liter 
what is it? It's not Duramax for that. It's the it's something Max. I think for Ford, it had an automatic, and it didn't sell actually. It only got up to thirteen thousand. After we have a quite a few off-roaders actually. Lot F one thirty two is a nineteen eighty nine Jeep Wrangler with a four point two liter, probably a straight six, and it sold for eleven thousand, which is way too cheap. Then right after that was a 1974 International Scout that I, I think I missed, actually. It has a 345 cubic inch engine in it. Might be the 5.7 liter Hemi. I don't know, but it had an automatic. And it sold. It sold for, for $37,400. And after that, we have another Ford Model A that didn't actually sell. It was a 1929 Ford Model A Roadster with a 350 cubic inch V8 and a steel body that got up to $25,000 on the bid, but didn't sell. Another car that didn't sell was a 1985 Jeep Scrambler with a 360 cubic inch engine and a 5-speed. That only got up to $22,000 and didn't sell. Another Jeep that didn't sell was a Jeep right after. A 2010 Jeep Wrangler with a 3.8 liter V6 got up to $19,500. Didn't sell. After, we have a car that did sell. A 1970 Chevrolet Chevelle with a 400 cubic inch, 443 horsepower V8 with an auto. It sold for $36,300, a, li a little bit low in my opinion, it might have, it should have been a mid 40s, maybe low 50,000, but that's just me. A car that almost actually cracked the $50,000 mark is a 1969 Chevrolet Camaro RS SS with a 350 cubic inch, 255 horsepower V8 with an automatic that sold for $48,400. After we get back into the Lincolns with a 1956 Lincoln Premier convertible with a 368 cubic inch V8 with an automatic that sold for $33,550. Then, we had a 1970 Chevrolet Corvette Mod. It has a 454 with 590 horsepower. And it's a 5-speed. Didn't crack the $40,000 mark, though it only got up to $38,500. Right after, we had a 1969 Pontiac Firebird convertible with a 350 cubic inch engine and an automatic transmission that got up to $22,000 and sold. Then, we have... We have a car that didn't sell, a 1970 Chevelle with a 6-liter V8 and an automatic. It got up to $35,000 and didn't sell. Then we have a Chevrolet El Camino that actually got up to the money that it should be at, which is a 1970 Chevrolet El Camino SS with a 427 in it. This one sold for $46,200, almost the $50,000 mark, but not quite. Right after that, we had a 1931 Ford Model A pickup with an inline 4 that only sold for $18,150. Not very much, but it is a very old car. More on the Ford side of things, we have a 1947 Ford Super, Ford Super Deluxe with a flathead V8 and a 3-speed that didn't sell. It got up to $12,500, and then nothing happened. Back into the BMWs, we have a 2004 BMW 325Ci convertible with an automatic that sold for nothing, $7,700, just completely cheap. Back up into the 30,000s, we have a 1932 Ford 5 window coupe street rob with a 327 cubic inch V8 and a 4-speed. It just cracks the 30,000s by selling at $30,250. Then we get more Quattroportes, a 2007 Maserati Quattroporte Sport GT with a 4.2 liter 400 horsepower V8 and an automatic. That one sold for $20,350. Still not much for a Quattroporte, but something. Quickly after, we had a 1951 Buick Special Sedan. It had a 263 cubic inch, 128 horsepower engine with a 3-speed, and it didn't sell. It didn't sell. It actually got up to 10 grand and then left the auction block. Another car that left the auction block, we got a few cars actually that did that, is a 1958 GMC 100 with a 270 cubic inch V8 and a 4-speed. It got up to 22,000 before leaving the auction block. 
We have a 1967 Chevrolet 100 van with a 350-cubic-inch engine and an auto. That only got up to 10 grand before leaving the auction block. After that, we had a 1955 Chevrolet Bel Air with a 350-cubic-inch engine with an auto. That one got up to 27000 so a little bit better, but didn't sell. After, we got a car that I think a lot of you would like, and I certainly liked while I was there. It was a 1991 Acura NSX. It was an automatic. This was lot F1 55.1, and it sold... It, it, I mean, 27500 is a lot of money, but that's way too cheap for an NSX that was that nice. The car after that didn't sell. It was a 1959 Ford Fairlane 500 Skyliner with a 332 cubic inch V8 and a 3-speed. That one got up to 27000 so 500 off the mark compared to the NSX, which is crazy. We get another Eldorado in the guise of a 1975 Cadillac Eldorado with a 500 cubic inch V8 and an automatic that sold for 12100 We get another F-Body in it in the form of a 2002 Pontiac Trans Am Collector Edition with a 5.7 liter V8, and it only had 1,123 miles on it, so it might as well have been pre-owned. That one sold for a pretty good sum of money, way more than that Camaro earlier at 28,600. Continuing with the GM theme, we have a 1970 Buick GS with a 455 cubic inch V8 and an auto. That one sold for $25,850, less than the F-Body! Which is crazy, but hey, hey, that's the truth. After that, we go back to the Germans with a 2014 Audi RS5 Cabriolet with a 4.2 liter V8 and an automatic. Which, unfortunately, only... It didn't sell. It didn't sell, but it got up to $55,000 in bids, so it's not like it didn't... It wasn't going to go for much. Which is crazy considering the car that comes after the one I'm about to talk about, which was a 2012 Land Rover Range Rover Sport with a 5 liter 510 horsepower V8 with an auto, and that one did actually sell for 23100 the car after is a 2010 Aston Martin Vantage with a 4.7 liter V8 and an automatic, and it didn't sell, but the highest bid it got up to was 26000 26000 for for a 2010 Aston Martin Vantage. That, that has got to be almost a deal of the century, but it didn't sell, so it wasn't a deal. And that's going to be it for this part. I will see you all after the break. Are you a huge fan of Cody's Car Conundrum? You can now purchase Cody's Cockroach merch, which is long sleeve and short sleeve shirts on www.tidyurl.com slash cccmerch. Now back to Cody at Cody's Car Conundrum. Alrighty, we are on the last part. I'm on page six and we have three more to go. So, there was a 1970 Oldsmobile 442 with a 455 cubic inch V8 that makes 370 horsepower and an automatic. And that one sold, and it sold for $27,500, so that's pretty good. After, there was a 2002 Ford Thunderbird convertible with a 3.9 liter 252 horsepower V6 with an automatic, and that one sold for $8,800, so I think that was less than the other Thunderbird. A 1957 Chevrolet 3100 Napco pickup came after with a 235 cubic inch V8 and four-wheel drive. That one sold, that one broke the 50000 grand market. It sold for 62700 we are in, or we, that car, anyway, that vehicle, broke the $60,000 mark. Nice. Probably because it has four-wheel driving as a vintage truck. <laughs> the next lot was a 1966 Pontiac GTO with a 389 cubic inch V6 and an automatic, and that one sold for a lot, for pretty good money as well. $51,700, in fact. After that, we go to the complete opposite of the spectrum with a 1999 Bentley Honors with a 4.4 liter V8, I'm assuming? With an automatic, and that one sold for $23,100. Pretty impressive. Then we go to a slightly different area, or different 
category of vehicle, the 2003 Mercedes-Benz SL500 convertible. It has a 5-liter V8 with an automatic, and that one sold for less than the Bentley, and disappointingly, not much more than that Thunderbird at 13200 Another Mercedes-Benz in the form of a 2007 Mercedes-Benz CLK 550 convertible with a 5.5-liter V8 and an automatic sold for exactly the same as that SL500 at 13200 and a lot of 13,200 13, cars. Next is a 2000 Chevrolet Corvette Coupe with a 5.7 liter V8 and an automatic, and that one sold for 13,200. After that came a 2009 Mini Cooper S convertible with a turbocharged 1.6 liter four cylinder with an automatic that sold for almost 20 grand. How close? 19,800. Another Mercedes and another SL550 in the guise of a 2007 Mercedes-Benz SL550 convertible with a 5.5 liter V8 and an automatic transmission. That one sold for almost 20 grand. It sold for 19,800. After that, we get back up into the high dollar mark with a 1970 Buick GS convertible with a 455 cubic inch V8 that came with an automatic and it sold for $55,000. Going back to the trucks, we have a 1972 Chevrolet K5 Blazer CST with a 350 cubic inch V8 and air conditioning. Importantly, it has air conditioning and that must have helped it sell to the tune of 41,800 large. <laughs> Next came a 1970 Chevrolet Chevelle with a 454 V8 that makes 450 horsepower and it was an automatic and it somehow didn't sell. The highest bid was 30, 37,000. Going back to SUVs, we have a 2014 Mercedes-Benz ML350 with a 3.5 liter V6 and an automatic transmission that sold for 24,200. Smokey and the Bandit decided to stop by in the form of a 1978 Pontiac Trans Am. It has a 400 cubic inch, 220 horsepower V8 with a four speed, and it did sell, only for $15,950 though. Going to what some believe to be the most revolutionary Corvette, we have the 1992 Chevrolet Corvette ZR1. It's a Bloomington Gold Certified Top Flight Corvette that sold for $22,550. Too cheap, in my opinion, even if it's a C4. Going to the British, we have a 1967 Jaguar 420 Salute. Oh, I can hear the jokes. It's a Jaguar Weed Salute, but that, that's basically what that is. It's a 1967 Jaguar 420 Saloon with a 4.2 liter, more likely than not, it's a 4.2 liter straight six. It's right-hand drive, and it did sell, but only for $17,600, and I think that that is absolute nonsense. That's, that's treason. We have a weed Jag, and it only sold for seventeen dollars That, no, no, that deserves to sell for thirty dollars if not more. Next, we have a 1969 Chevrolet Camaro Pro Touring. It has a 350 cubic inch V8 with an automatic. That sold for $38,500. After, we have a car that didn't sell, and it's a Mopar, so that makes me supremely sad. It was a 1968 Plymouth Roadrunner with a 383 V8 and a 4-speed. The highest bid was $40,000, but it didn't sell. More classic muscle cars in the form of a 1969 Chevrolet Camaro with a 350 cubic inch V8 and an automatic, which sold for $35,200. We have what is probably the worst example of a car that deserve that deserves that should be more expensive in the form of a 2010 Jaguar XK convertible with a 5 liter V8 pushing 385 horsepower through an automatic transmission that only sold for $18,150. That is nonsense and I'm not convinced it's a convertible either. And someone's finger is on the lens when they took the photo. That's that's just excellent. That wow. Just wow, I can't even I can't I can't deal, man. Next came a 1992 Toyota FJ73 Land Cruiser with a 4.5 liter V8 and a 5-speed. It sold for less than the Jag at 17600 
We get another El Camino in the form of a 1970 Chevrolet El Camino with a 350 cubic inch V8 strapped to an automatic transmission. Or the automatic transmission is strapped to the engine, depending on your perspective. And it's sold for pretty good money, actually. $31,900. Then we have a love it or hate it car, the 2001 Plymouth Prowler with a 3.5 liter V6 and an automatic transmission. And that sold for more than a handful of cars in, in the Friday auction. It sold for $24,200. And it was nice. It was kind of like a Hemi Orange. It was really nice. After that came a 1973 Ford F-250 High Boy pickup with a 460 cubic inch V8 with a frame-off res restoration. Despite being a frame-off restoration, it only sold for $26,400. Another 6 Series came up. It was a 2007 BMW 650Ci convertible with a 4.8 liter V8 and an automatic transmission. It only sold for $14,300. 1969 must have been the year for Camaros because we have another 69 Chevrolet Camaro with a 350 cubic inch V8 with an automatic strapped onto it, and it only sold for $22,000. Next is a car that actually broke the $70,000 mark, but only just, in the form of a 1965 Lincoln Continental Convertible. It is a 433 cubic inch V8 pushing 320 horsepower, and it sold for $71,500. Darn good money! After that, we go way, way lower with a 1954 Ford Crestline Skyliner with a 239 cubic inch V8 and an automatic. No beating around the bush. It sold for $26,400. Way less than the other car that we just talked about. And then we have the arguably a, a sort of Prowler rival, but it came a bit too late. The 2006 Pontiac Solstice. It has a 2.4 liter V8 and an automatic. Didn't sell for nearly what the Prowler sold for because the Solstice only sold for $12,100. We get a Dodge truck, a classic one actually, which is nice because we haven't seen many of those. It was a 1963 Dodge D100 pickup with a 318 cubic inch V, probably a V8 with an automatic, and it sold for $19,250, so pretty good. After we go back to the Fords, and it's a 1974 Ford Bronco with a 302 cubic inch V8 and an automatic. The highest bid was $25,000. It didn't sell, is what I'm trying to say. Another Ford pickup in the form of a 1996 Ford F-150 XLT pickup truck with a 351 cubic inch V8 and an automatic. This one did actually sell, but only for $16,500. Getting on to Chevrolet pickup trucks, we have a 1976 Chevrolet C10 pickup with a 454 cubic inch V8 and an auto. It sold for $14,300. Back to the Broncos, we have a 19, another 19... Oh, wait, no. The, the other one was a 74. We have a 1973 Ford Bronco with a 302 cubic inch V8 with an automatic. This one sold for this one A actually sold and B for more than the other one would have. This one sold for $35,200. Going back to Chevrolets, although to the redheaded stepchild of Chevrolet trucks, and this one isn't really a truck. We have a 2004 Chevrolet SSR with a 5.3 liter V8 and an automatic. It did sell amazingly, but only for 11 grand. I think this will be the only time that a Quattroporte actually beats out another vehicle because the next lot, lot F208, is a 2007 Mitsubishi Maserati Quattroporte with a 4.2 liter V8 and an automatic transmission. And it did sell for 22 grand. I think it's actually, unless the other one was higher, I think this is the highest selling Quattroporte that we've seen yet. Going back to a classic car and completely different from the Quattroporte, we have a 1955 Ford Thunderbird. Thunderbird! With a 292 cubic inch V8 with an automatic. The highest bid was $25,000. It didn't sell. Next, we have a car that I quite like, actually. And it's a 1980 Porsche 928S with a two... Oh, it doesn't say the engine. It might be a V8, 
But it only this one only makes 220 horsepower, and it's an automatic. I mean, the automatic doesn't matter, but the horsepower makes me skeptical of whether or not it's a V8. But either way, it sold for $15,400. Next, we get a Mustang that's, pri that's sold at a proper amount, and it's a 1972 Ford Mustang convertible. It's not quite a resto mod, but it certainly it doesn't have a stock engine. It has a Coyote 5-liter with a 5-speed in it. It sold for $38,500. Pretty impressive, if you ask, if you ask me. Right after that, we had a 1966 Chevrolet Corvair. It has a 2.7 liter, maybe it's a flat engine, I don't know, but it's a four-speed and it's a convertible, but it, I mean, considering it's a Corvair, it only sold for $7,700, so that makes me really sad. Next, we had a car that my dad quite liked. Well, he likes the 240Zs, don't know what he thinks of the 280, but we had a 1978 Datsun 280Z with a 2,756cc doesn't that make it a 2.8 liter? It's either a 2.7 or a 2.8 liter engine. Either way, and it's probably a straight six. It's a five speed. It sold for $7,975 and it's a beautiful blue. Unfortunately, it has the USDM bumpers of the time, so that kind of spoils it, but that does make me sad. More trucks inbound with a 1969 Chevrolet K10 pickup with a 350 cubic inch V8 and a four speed transmission. It sold for $29,150. More El Caminos and I'm Half, oh, wait, no, that was a Chevelle earlier. Anyway, it's a 1964 Chevrolet El Camino with a 283 cubic inch V8 and a four-speed. It sold for $24,750. And right after that was a 1967 Pontiac GTO with a 400 cubic inch V8 and also an automatic. That one sold for a lot more. That one sold for $42,350. So that's, that's certainly getting up there. After that, we go back once again to the Germans in the form of a 2009 Mercedes-Benz CLK350 convertible with a 3.5 liter automatic engine, probably a V6. It sold for $16,500, so nothing. Then we have what is one of the most unique auctions that went up this, this time around. It's a 1959 Chevrolet Corvette trailer. It's a Chevrolet Corvette trailer. It's a C1 Chevrolet Corvette trailer. It's exactly as it sounds. It's basically just before the door and everything else. That one didn't sell. I don't know how it didn't sell, but it only sold, but the highest bid was two grand. That is nonsense. I don't care if it's a trailer. You can hang that up on the wall or, I don't know, make it stick up out of the ground like those Cadillac monuments somewhere in the US. Next, we have a 1970 Dodge Charger. That was lot F222.1, and I think this is the best selling Mopar thus far. It has a 440 cubic, it has a 440 cubic inch V8 with an automatic, and it sold for 37,400. So we're almost breaking into the 40 grands with Mopars. After that, completely different car, a 1980 Chevrolet Monte Carlo with a turbocharged 3.8 liter V6, perhaps? It had 10,077 miles, so that's pretty impressive, and it didn't sell. The highest bid was 10 grand. After that, we have a Corvette masquerading as a Cadillac in the form of a 2006 Cadillac XLRV convertible with a supercharged 4.4 liter V8 and an automatic. It sold for 30,800, so not bad. Not bad at all, especially for an XLRV. After that, we have the darling of classic off-roaders, the 1988 Toyota Land Cruiser with a 4.3 liter V8 and a five-speed. It only sold for $35,200 though, so not as impressive as it might sound. Then we had a car that I was really excited to see, but the paint was pretty bad because it was swirling everywhere. And I've never seen a car this nice ever, even, even with the swirling issues. It was a 1991 Dodge Stealth RT Twin Turbo. It has a twin turbocharged V6, and it was a five-speed manual, and it didn't sell. The highest bid was 10 grand. Very sad. That makes me very sad. Just, I, I can't believe it didn't. 
I can't believe it didn't sell even with the swirling issues because you're never going to find a stuff that nice. And I can't believe the highest bid was ten grand. But even then, they don't have the cult stash that even the three thousand, the Mitsubishi three thousand GTs do. Anyway, going to a car that is going to get more money. It was a two thousand three Mercedes Benz SL five hundred convertible with a five liter V eight and an automatic transmission. It sold for nineteen thousand eight hundred, so darn near almost twenty grand. Then we had a car that doesn't make any sense why it didn't sell. It was a twenty sixteen Ford Shelby GT three fifty. With a 5.2 liter Voodoo V8 and a six-speed, it didn't sell. The highest bid was 45 grand, though. So not like it wasn't gonna, not like they weren't gonna get a handful of money for it had they sold it. But then again, I think that still would have been almost 10 grand less than MSRP. So, eh. But what are you gonna do? After that was a 1991 Chevrolet Corvette ZR1 with a 5.7 liter, 375 horsepower V8 and a six-speed transmission and. This one, I don't even know how, but it only sold for $12,100. Right after that was another Corvette. It was a 1972 Chevrolet Corvette Coupe with a three, 350 cubic inch, 300 horsepower V8 and an automatic transmission. Only sold for $17,600. Lot F2, F237 was a 1980 Chevrolet Corvette Coupe, late C3, not very popular. It had 3,000 miles on it though, so that should have helped. It didn't, it only sold for 11000 after that, we had a facelifted 2015 Chevrolet Camaro. Had a supercharged 6.2 liter, 732 horsepower, 6-speed transmission, probably a manual. And this one sold for good money, actually. I was pretty surprised. It sold for $40,700. After that, we had another Chevrolet, a lot of GM cars right now. And it's another pace car of a C5 Corvette. It was a 1998 Chevrolet Corvette Pace Car Edition with a 5.7 liter V8 and an automatic, and this one sold for $17,600. Still too little. After that, we had a 1965 Pontiac GTO with a 389 cubic inch V8 and a 4-speed, and its highest bid was $30,000. So unfortunately, it didn't sell. We got a 2008 Ford Mustang Shelby GT500. It was supercharged, or it had a supercharged 5.4 liter, 688 horsepower engine, made it to a 6-speed, so probably tuned and this one went it's it's a bargain really it only went for 38,500 it doesn't make as much power as actually no that Chevrolet that that Camaro that I just talked about that's more of a bargain because it's a bit more but it's probably got a nicer interior and it's got a better suspension setup on it and it makes more power so yeah then you had a 1971 Chevrolet Nova with a 380 383 cubic inch V8 and an automatic it sold for 14,850 haven't seen many Jeeps, and this is one of them. A 2009 Jeep Wrangler has a 3.8 liter V6. Rough country suspension, and this one sold for good money, sort of, at $22,000. Following that up was a 1969 Oldsmobile Hearst Olds with a 455 cubic inch of V8 and an automatic. And it's high speed with 50 grand, which is, darn, which is very good going, but it didn't sell. So that's unfortunate. Another Chevrolet, well, another GM product in the form of a 1956 Chevrolet Bel Air with a 350 cubic inch V8 and an automatic. It sold for $31,350. Getting back to the Mustangs, we have a 1965 Ford Mustang convertible with a 200 cubic inch, probably not a V8, but it does have a four speed. And as such, it sold for $22,000. More Land Rovers in the form of a 2013 Land Rover LR4 HSV with a five liter V8. It sold for $14,300, so pretty respectable. More Chevrolet trucks, and this one was a 1970 Chevrolet C20 pickup with 350 cubic, with a 350 cubic inch V8 and a five-speed. This one, I don't understand why it sold for so little. It only sold for $7,150. 
we have another Wrangler in the form of a 2014 Jeep Wrangler Rubicon with an automatic transmission. Its highest bid was 30 grand, so that's pretty good, but it didn't sell. And then we had a car that I took a few pictures of. It was kind of an oddball. It was a 1972 Mercedes-Benz 350SL convertible. What made it such an oddball is it had... It wasn't a gold grill, but it had a gold insert, especially where the Mercedes logo was and two strips coming off of that were even-ish. It was really, it was really, really weird. It's hard to explain, but basically, imagine a Mercedes-Benz 350SL. And then the headlights surround is white, the grill is white with some gold, the wheels are white, the interior is red, and the rear taillight cover, because it had a cover on it, was white. And you'll have a pretty good idea of what that car looked like. But it had a 4.5 liter V8 with an automatic and it sold for far too little, despite its weird looks. And it only sold for $13,750. After that came a car that got somewhat close. It was a 1978 Cadillac Eldorado Baritz with a 425 cubic inch V8 and an automatic. That one went for the low, low price of $8,800. Then we have another Thunderbird. It was a 1964 Thunderbird with a 430 cubic inch V8. This one sold for good money. $25,850. And you might have noticed that some cars, when they're in the 20 grand, they'll say good money and others not. Honestly, that's that's just my opinion of what I think is good money for that car. And I like that Thunderbird. I'm not going to go as far as to say it's the most beautiful. But considering what it is, I think it could have easily have gone for 16 k Because it's not, it's not absolutely amazing, but it's not bad. So the fact that it went for 25 is kind of surprising to me. After that, we have a 1976 Cadillac Eldorado with a 425 cubic inch V8 and an automatic transmission that didn't sell. The highest bid was six grand. The next car had a lower highest bid, and I don't understand how this happened. It was a 1997 Jaguar XKA convertible with a four liter V8 and an automatic, and the highest bid was 4,000. Didn't sell, and I don't, and, but I just, I don't get it. More trucks, and this one is a 1962 Chevrolet C10 pickup with a 283 cubic inch V8 and a three speed. Didn't sell. Highest bid, nine grand. We have more Corvairs. Not many Corvairs, but that's not very surprising. Lot F260 was a 1965 Chevrolet Corvair 500 hardtop with a four-speed. This one sold for yeah, sold for eleven thousand. So not bad. Lot F261 was a 1995 Lexus SC400 autumn with an automatic. Sold for six thousand and fifty. Nothing amazing. Lot F262 was a 1929 Ford Model A street rod with a 454 cubic inch V8 and a steel body. They call it a street rod, but it's kind of, it's more like a rat rod. I don't think it's as compromising, but it's definitely more of a rat rod. And I don't know if Colorado just hates rat rods or doesn't like Model A rat rods, but rat rods aren't my cup of tea. But this thing only, it sold, but it only went for 9900 and I think it should have went for at least eighteen minimum. That thing was way undersold. After that, we had the GMC version of the El Camino, a 1985 GMC Cavalero, Caballero perhaps, it had, 350 cubic, it had a 350 cubic inch V8 with an automatic, and it sold for less than that rat rod. $5,500. Almost affordable for me. Then lot F264 was a 1964 Padillac, Padillac? Wow. Pontiac Catalina. It had a 389 cubic inch V8 and an automatic. Fortunately, couldn't get out of the $10,000 price bracket because it only made it to $10,450. The next vehicle... Is a 1977 Chevrolet K10 pickup truck. It has a 350 cubic inch V8 with an automatic, and that one sold for $18,700. Mercedes was well represented at this auction because lot 267 was a 2005 Mercedes Benz SLK350 convertible with a 3.5 liter V6 and a, and a six speed. 
Once again, I think this one was a little bit undersold, but I'm not surprised the SLKs have depreciated to this much because it only sold for $12,650. Another Eldorado. We see a 1972 Cadillac Eldorado El Eldorado convertible with a 500 cubic inch V8 and an automatic. Highest bid, four grand. It didn't sell. Another car. Wow, we got a few cars here that didn't sell. A 1989 Chevrolet Blazer, but it has custom deluxe Ford stock. Basically, they took a 1989 Chevrolet Blazer and put a custom deluxe Ford body on top. That's what they did. And it didn't sell. The highest bid was 10 grand. We have a 2010 Mercedes-Benz E350 with a 3.5 liter V6 and an automatic. Didn't sell. Highest bid, 10 grand. We have a 1995 Pontiac Firebird convertible with a 5.7 liter V8 and a 6-speed. Didn't sell. Highest bid, 7 grand. A car that did sell is, a, is this 1973 Buick Riviera GS. It has 455, oh, and not horsepower, but it has a 455 cubic inch V8 with an automatic. That one did sell, but only for 11 grand. We have an Oldsmobile Cutlass, a 1970 Oldsmobile Cutlass with a 350 cubic inch V8 and an auto. Didn't sell. High speed, 20 grand. Lot F275 with a 2009 Mini Cooper. It did sell, but only for 5,500. So nothing amazing. Lot F277 was a 1975 Chevrolet C10 Cheyenne pickup. It has a 454 cubic inch V8 with an auto, but unfortunately only sold for 7,700. Last page, and this one's going a little bit long, but I do want to finish off the Friday auction. Lot F278 was a 1965 Chevrolet half-ton pickup. It has a 350 cubic inch V8 with a three-speed. Didn't sell. Highest bid, 18 grand. 2010, lot F279 saw a 2010 Audi TTS. Has a two liter, 265 horsepower, four cylinder with an automatic. It did sell, but the highest bid was 9,900. After that was a car that didn't sell. It was a 2010 Mercedes-Benz E550 with a 5.5 liter V8 and an automatic. Didn't sell, highest bid, 10 grand. Lot F281 was a 2007 Mercedes-Benz S550 with a 5.5 liter, 382 horsepower, V8 with an automatic. Didn't sell. High speed, six, six grand. After that was a 1940 Buick Special with a three speed. That one did sell for only 8,800. I think that was still too low. Right after that was a 2006 Land Rover Range Rover Sport Custom with a 4.4 liter V8 and an automatic. That one sold for $15,400. We have the car everyone loves to hate on for being the ugliest car ever made. The 1958 Edsel Ranger. Well, I don't know if the Edsel Ranger specifically, but Edsel, so no one cares. It was an automatic. Didn't sell. Highest bid, nine grand. After that was a 2004 Chevrolet Silverado SS pickup. It was Magna charged and it had an automatic, but it didn't sell. The highest bid was 24 grand, so getting up there. Lot F290 was a 1988 Chevrolet Suburban with a 350 cubic inch V8. Didn't sell. Highest bid, 11 grand. After that, 1991 Chevrolet Corvette convertible with the same... Engine size, a 350 cubic inch V8, didn't sell. Highest bid, eight, juicing grand. Lot F294 was a 1952 Dodge Power Wagon pickup that looked pretty good. Has a 290, 230 cubic inch, I'm gonna assume a straight six. Has a three speed. It did sell and it sold for almost 30 grand. It sold for $28,050. Lot F296 is a 2003 Chevrolet Corvette, 50th anniversary with a 5.7 liter V8 under the hood and a six-speed transmission. It sold for $29,700. Lot F297 is a 2000, 2005 Mini Cooper convertible with a 1.6-liter four-cylinder and an automatic. Didn't sell. High speed, $4,500. Lot F299 is a, is a 1998 Chevrolet Corvette convertible with a 5.7-liter, 365-horsepower V8 and an automatic. It sold for $11,550, so kind of a steal. 
more Mustangs. Lot F301 is a 1970 Ford Mustang convertible with a 302 cubic inch V8. That one sold for 14850 so a little bit on the low side in my opinion. Lot F302 is a 2008 Volkswagen Beetle convertible. This was never going to sell for much and we all know it as a 2.5 liter four-cylinder and an automatic. Didn't sell. Highest bid, $4,000. More than I would have expected, actually. Lot F303 it's a 1971 Chevrolet K20 pickup. It has 350. It has a 350 cubic inch V8 and an automatic. Didn't sell. Highest bid, 10 grand. Then a 1978 Jeep CJ5 rolled up on the auction block. It has a 304 cubic inch, probably a straight six. Has a three-speed. Didn't sell. Highest bid, 10 grand. Lot F306 is a 1955 Ford Thunderbird with a 292 cubic inch, probably a V8. Two tops, whatever that means. It sold. And for pretty good money, $19,250. Then we have a Volvo, a 2008 Volvo C70 convertible with a 2.5 liter four-cylinder and an automatic. Sold for both less and more than I would have expected at $6,600. After that was a 1993 Pontiac Firebird formula with a 5.7 liter V8 and a six-speed. Only sold for $4,950. Just, just couldn't make the full $5,000. Lot f 31 f 313 is a 1953 Ford Crestline with a 252 cubic inch, I'm going to assume not a V8, with a 3-speed, only sold for $5,500 though. Then we have what is easily the best-selling Mopar at this auction currently, at the very least, definitely for Friday. Lot F315 is a 1970 Dodge Coronet 500 convertible, it was gorgeous, has a 383 in it with a 4-speed. It sold, you better brace yourself. For $79,750. That is what it sold for. A cow of a lot of money. Almost almost Gen 5 Viper money at MSRP. And in fact, use Gen 5 Viper money, no joke. After that, though, we have a much greater disappointment. A 2007 Hummer H3. Boring, automatic, didn't sell, highest bid, 15k. After that was a car that should have sold, but didn't, especially at this price point, should have sold. It was a 1967 Pontiac GTO with a 400 cubic inch V8 and a 3-speed, only sold for $42,500. Big oofles. And that's it. That's what all the cars sold for. I wasn't intending on going through all the cars, but hey, a lot of them were pretty interesting. And some of them, once again, a lot of them sold for far too little. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed. Which car surprised you the most on both the high and the low side? Comment below. Comment wherever itunes give us a rating follow us like comment share and subscribe on youtube if you subscribe hit the notification bell that way you're notified every time you upload if you're on podbean please follow us uh, well follow cody's car conundrum and yeah hope you enjoyed i will see you guys soon we'll be doing the saturday auction uh, i was uh, once again i was planning on doing both with so many cards thankfully saturday has less pages to go through though so anyway like i said hope you enjoy see you soon